Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Neurodiverging Podcast. My name is Danielle Sullivan, and I'm your host. Today, we have a fascinating interview with Ange Anderson, who opened and led an innovative specialist school in North Wales for 10 years, where she introduced over 25 different therapeutic or technological interventions to support her students with learning differences. She also edited and co-wrote The Future of Special Schools and Therapeutic Interventions, and is the author of several great books, all published by Rootledge, about all sorts of things related to neurodiversity, uh, sensory integration, and other kinds of therapeutical interventions. She's also written many educational articles and research papers, and she contributes regularly to special education magazines. We are talking today about a bunch of different therapeutical interventions that you may not have heard of that might be helpful for your specific child. Um, and is also giving us information about play schemas and how they work and why it's important for us as parents to understand what play schemas are. And we just have a really exciting, interesting conversation about how play is important for neurodivergent kids' development, um, regardless of, of the sort of specific form of the neurodivergence. So I'm so excited to get you straight into this interview with Ange. Quick, right before we do that, I just want to say thank you so much to my patrons for supporting this podcast. These podcasts go out because of patron funds. We would not be able to do it without them. If you're interested in becoming a friend of the show and supporting the podcast with a couple of bucks a month, please check out patreon.com slash neurodiverging. You can do a free trial to see if it's a place that you would like to be permanently before you uh, put in your credit card and give us the monies. So please feel free to take advantage of that free trial if it would be helpful to you. And now, without further ado, here's my interview with Ange. Enjoy. Welcome to the Neurodiverging Podcast, Ange. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining us. I'm thrilled to be on the program. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk to you today about how play is so important for students with any kind of neurodiversity. And I know that's one of your many specialties. So I think it's a topic that is is ripe and that a lot of listeners will be really excited to hear about. So I know that your sort of work is rooted in this concept of schemas. And I would love to start the conversation just if you could tell us a little bit about what a schema is and how it works for what you do. All very young children want to do is play. And when your school caters for students who are neurodiverse, but have also got a diagnosis of moderate to severe or profound learning difficulties, they've got the cognitive age of a very small child. So it therefore stands to reason that they're going to learn best through play. So when we talk about learning through play, we need to understand um, what play schemas are. And what is a schema? Well, we all have schemas. For instance, you've got a restaurant schema in your head. Whenever you go to a familiar restaurant, you've got a schema or a template or data in your brain from your previous visits that tell you how to behave and what to expect. 
But when you go to a restaurant that's entirely new and different, you add that new information to the existing restaurant schema in your brain. So schemas are built from multiple experiences of making new neural pathways in the brain. Schematic play is when children need to repeat actions or behaviours to explore the world around them and find out how it works. Schematic play helps the brain to develop and some students, particularly those who are neurodiverse, get locked into particular schemas. So these are like, um, they're in a sequence. Sorry, I couldn't English for a minute. They, they as children they're grow. Nice, mm-hmm. They're nine schemas. They don't necessarily happen in a sequence. They're, they're a, a child, they're, there are lots of children who are neurodiverse who will constantly need to keep shutting that door. Mm-hmm. There are lots of, of children who are neurodiverse who, who continually do patterns in blocks on the floor and might take up the whole classroom doing that. Mm-hmm. So there are some, some, they sometimes just need to get to grips with that schema before they can move into another schema. And, and that could be a parallel schema. There's no particular order of how okay. these schemas progress. We just all develop schemas, like I said, a restaurant schema and so mm-hmm. on. But play schemas are just a helpful way of children learning how to have schemas and and play gives them the opportunity to play in those ways, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So a child might be, I'm thinking of my own children um, who who certainly have preferences, right, for how they play in certain ways. And we might need to sort of help them tweak to expand or, or develop into new ways of play. Certainly, if you've got um, a child who's neurodiverse, it's understanding mm-hmm. um, what, why they are doing what they're doing. So if they are constantly needing to turn on, you know, some of the boys I've had in school will will seek out the toilet to go and turn on those taps all the time because mm-hmm. they need to see the flow of water. They need to see movement. There are other children who will who who might think it OK to throw a chair across a classroom now. In the, in the past, people might have thought that that's behaviour, but it might be that if they'd been allowed first thing in the morning to go into a soft playroom and have a go of throwing the <laughs> soft balls around or things around or, or even playing basketball, they would have got rid of that schema that they were desperate to actually, they had to get rid of it before they could do anything mm-hmm. else. They, they, their inner world had to be sorted before they could actually cope in the, the outside world that was around them. So these schemas are very important in, in and, and certainly for parents and teachers to understand them. Teachers even more so because sometimes, I mean, parents have got a, a more forgiving nature, I would say. And certainly a lot of parents, and I know certainly you, you, you yourself from the programmes I've listened to of yours, that you're very into attunement and making sure you understand where your children are coming for and, and you're, you get into their inner minds. And, and, and parents are, are more likely to do that. Mm-hmm. Teachers are coming that way nowadays. They're finding out about achievement and they're, they're certainly coming that way. But they don't always, they, they, they've certainly been in the past a more needing to take control. Well, we all know that a new, neurodivergent child and needs to uh, are very fearful of the outside world and 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 for their inner world to be okay they need to make sure that they can control 
what's important to them. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And so if you try and take that control away, then you may well have a meltdown because you, you're being cruel to them in a way. But, of course... A lot of teachers, certainly in the past, it was all about control. And certainly when they've got quite a number of children. Oh, gosh, they, yes. You know, it's about, well, how on earth am I going to, you know, cope with all of these? Um, it, it's far easier as a parent to get into an attunement with your child than it is for a, for a, a teacher who's got 30 children in a classroom. Because, unfortunately, you can't always give that child the attention they need. So this is why, obviously, teaching assistants and so on and other adults within the class and other assistants within the class who can give that child some time mm -hmm. is very important. But for me, um, it's, it's very much about if a child isn't learning the way that we are teaching them, we need to teach them the way they learn. Thank you so much. That's super helpful. And I think it will really help people understand why it's so important to understand the sort of theory, I guess, behind behind how schemas work. And you train uh, a, a lot of professionals on play therapy and other kinds of adjunct therapies. How do you introduce play therapy to school? How do you get people to start to use it? Well, I think um, for, for me, the most important thing is, is um, continual continuous professional development of staff and to me that's where you know the money needs to go in schools and it, it yeah. and if it's if it's you're having difficulty getting it from the local authority and, and so on then fundraise and a lot of time of a lot of my time as a head teacher was fundraising and finding charities that would give me um would contribute towards certain things that I wanted to bring in so the different therapies that I brought into the school, I researched extensively myself beforehand. And then either I would go on the training and then train staff in those particular therapies, or I would have other staff who volunteered to go and train in those therapies and they would come back and train the staff. So a lot yeah. of staff were actually trained from one person going off originally and having the training and then coming back and training the rest of the staff. Because you can't have that one member of staff away and then that child missing out on something that they were used to having because that child could well go into a kind of meltdown because nobody had warned them that. And sometimes it's impossible to warn them if, if that, that that teacher doesn't inform the school until that day or that's that yeah. school that they're not going to be in. So you need to make sure that you've got others trained in, in that particular thing. Um, and, and also that you, um, you know that there are other opportunities for for those 
um, different therapies to, to be on offer. Now, as far as I was concerned, I was very concerned that um, the therapies were available. So I, I had rooms in the school that were dedicated to these different therapies and technologies that students would go be taken out of the class and go to those places okay. to have that therapy. So there was a, a venture into play therapy room. There was a, a different play, actual um, play therapy room. So, for instance, you know, we had um, people trained by PT UK organisation, which is a play therapy organisation within the UK. And we had teachers trained in that. It's a, it's um, you need a degree to go and train in that. And so they trained in it and brought it back to school and took students out for like 20 minutes at a time to have a play therapy session, which was very, very good. But then I, I, I had staff who wanted to train in play therapy, but didn't have the necessary academic ability. Yeah. But there is something called um, Venture Into Play, VIP. And if you do any search engine, you can find that Venture Into Play. It's very, very cost effective. It's, it's fantastic value. And what happens is that um, it's got all the materials on that site that you can purchase and then staff can be trained in that. And then we trained teaching assistants in it. And then we had a venture into play therapy room and children. The good thing about venture into play, it's different from play therapy. Play therapy tends to be one on one. Venture into play can be groups of six. So they're learning to play alongside others and play with others and play parallel to others and so on. And um, sometimes it might be, certainly um, we would have one little girl every morning, she went straight to play therapy as she got off the bus. So before school started, she went into that play therapy room with the play, with the venture into play therapist who would, she, she liked that it's a small world kind of, of thing. So she would play with those. And then she was okay to go into class when, when, um, when the bell went for um, you know them to um, register and so on, but without that um, chance to have that venture into play beforehand, she would not have been able to have coped in a in a classroom routine situation. Those kind of play therapies help will help children to develop most of the play schemas that we've already talked about. Lego therapy is another yeah. one that's very good for the connecting um, schemas, play schemas. Um, so we, we tended we would introduce all these these different therapies to ensure that these play schemas they had the opportunity to develop them in a situation um, that didn't um, have a detrimental effect on the other students in their class. Now this is this is great for um, individual therapies, and and I mean I'm talking there's a whole host of therapies and uh, and I have given you a list of the of the ones that um that we introduced as a school so there there are those um that are that are play therapies there are also others that are therapeutic so something like vibroacoustic therapy um was very good for one of our students who had behavioural issues and um, severe autism. But he was well aware of all the therapies on offer in the school. And he would come and look for me, actually, of a, of a lunchtime, which is when he would find it very difficult. So he would come and look for me and he would take me to the vibroacoustic therapy room. I'd got a charity to give me a, um, a very expensive waterbed. And then we had the sound system put into it. And you can get that from Somatron. And then... Um, he would sit on that bed. You don't 
listen to vibroacoustic therapy, you feel it mm -hmm. and visibly alter his state of mind. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He will calm down within five, ten minutes. After 20 minutes, he would take himself off that bed and walk back to outside play or walk to the classroom or whatever by himself because he was perfectly fine and calm in himself. He had taught himself how to self-regulate, you know, by, by the use of having the opportunity of that therapy. So from my own personal viewpoint, I prefer to have these therapies in rooms that, to be honest, when I opened the school, it was a brand new school, and they had these breakout behavioural rooms, which I had come from, you know, um, in England I was working and I this was in Wales where I'd come to to, to lead a brand new school. And I, I, straight away I, I got rid of these breakout rooms and turned them into therapy rooms. Um, and and um, one of the rooms became a virtual reality um, room. Um, so that's another kind of um, therapy um, and you can use it with role play. So for a lot of our children who had anxieties, they would go into the virtual reality room. We would have recreated, say it was the dentist or whatever it was that was causing them issues. We would have gone and done that. So it was a 360 degree version of that in that room. And they would go in there with support. They would get used to it. They would visit it in that room for as long as we felt they needed to. And then they would go to the actual place in the real world. It worked 100 percent. It enabled them to overcome that particular anxiety that they hadn't been able to cope with in the real world. So there's loads of different things like that. But we were talking about play therapy. And so um, if if we think about, um, for instance, DIR floor time, um, which is a, a, a really big area of play. Um, so for some of our students, particularly those with um, pathological demand avoidance is, is um, one of the ways it's called. And it's also called, can you help me here? PDA is also known as pervasive demand for autonomy. Yes. Is that the one? <laughs> and that's a much better, a much better um, way of saying it. Yes. Um, and so um, the structured classes tends to be too much for them, we found. So leaving that class for 40 minutes at a time to take part of any of the play enrich curriculum, including role play and so on, or using swings or climbing walls outside, was fine for most students, but it wasn't fine for them. So I found out about um, DIR floor time and I researched it. It's developmental individual relationships. 
And I felt that this could be the answer for those students. So a couple of staff volunteered to go on the training for school-based DIR floor time. We introduced it into a specific class and the results were amazing. Any search engine will find DIR floor time for you. Schools can train in it. Parents can train in it. You can do it at home. It requires a lot of planning because the students still have to have IEPs, but they have to be delivered through play, instigated by the student. So they do not feel that they are being dictated to, but they feel in control of the situation. And it's quite magical watching children who had been extremely disruptive in a structured class suddenly blossom because they were studying the life cycle of a butterfly, which was what they may have been climbing over chairs for, to watch outside, whilst what was happening in the class that they'd been in was holding no interest um, because the butterfly had caught their attention. So creating an environment where the student can be successful is the key, as it's sometimes the environment that causes the behaviour. So, as I've said, you know, if a child can't learn the way we teach, we need to teach the way they learn. And there is no point in wasting your time and energy in an approach that has consistently failed. So teachers who had previously had those students in their class saw the changes in those students and began introducing a DIR floor time approach into their own class. So it became a more play-based approach to learning. A lot more work for the staff and the teachers. Yeah. still have those targets. They still have to learn those skills, whether they're um, a particular you know, um, numeracy skill or literacy skill or whatever. But you have to do it through play. So it, it requires a lot of imagination. And certainly, I would always recommend training in DIR floor time, first of all, because once you've got the training, it becomes it becomes second nature, you know? Yeah. Well, as a, as a parent who is not a professional educator, when you said it's a lot more work for staff, my personal experience as a parent is it's a lot more work up front. Like you have to prep a lot more. Yes. But you're fighting so much less and you're struggling with the child so much less that for me it's actually not more work. It's just the work is differently distributed. So yes. just wanted to like, you know, it's different when you're in a classroom with 12 kids, like it's, it's, it is yeah. more work. But if you're a parent listening to this, I just want to encourage you that uh, it, depending on your situation and your kiddo and what your goals are, it, it may not be more work if you're spending a lot of time in uh, frustrating. Right. It's sort of, um, it's just getting into that mindset it's yeah. just changing the way you approach things. Mm -hmm. And once you're into that mindset and you've changed that approach, as you said, it does become quite easy. And it, it, it's, um, oh, it's just so much less hassle. There, there aren't the behavioral issues. They're just, and they, oh gosh, the things that they suddenly start to want to know about and explore. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like fascinating. It's like, you know, when you did that lovely program where where you're talking about your daughter going to trampolining and it's very much attunement you talk about in that in that program where you're so attuned to her that that, that day could have ended so horribly. But you turned it around. So it became a fabulous day. And it's the same with using DIR floor time and using a play approach to learning. It makes learning so much more fun. You know, and they want to learn. Yeah. They want to do it. They, they don't want to have a hard time. 
And their enthusiasm is really contagious. Again, in my experience as a parent that like, once you are able to flip, flip your perspective a little bit and start looking at what do they like, what's the play-based option here? What do they want to do? What do they want to learn? They'll choose things to learn that are like so interesting and fascinating. At least my kids do that. I'm, I'm just like, I would have never thought to teach you this, right? But we can use this subject matter that you're interested in to pull out all sorts of different you know, subject matter or, or, um, you know, even if we're working on sort of what would be more traditional IEP goals, right? Like fine motor skills or whatever, you can do that with their subject, their chosen subject and have so much, so much success and so much less fighting. So yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful resources. Thank you so much. Would you be willing to tell folks where they can find out more about your books and any, all the, all the resources that you've produced over your strong Um, career? The, the the book um, that we talked about today really is learning through play for children with PMLD and complex needs. But it it's actually it supports all children who are neurodivergent. I mean that was the publisher's title, but it supports all children who are neurodivergent. And that book, as well as um, several other books that I've written, are available on my website. Um, as are my, I do YouTube videos to help parents um, and professionals understand certain therapies and technologies and so on. So the, the YouTube videos are on that channel as well, my my um, website. And that is Ange Anderson Therapeutic. That's all one word. Ange Anderson Therapeutic.co.uk. And that's got everything on there and links to um, all the other things as well. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you coming on. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed listening to your program, your podcasts as well. Thank and, you so much. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the Neurodiverging Podcast today. I hope you learned as much from this episode as I was able to. Ange has an amazing website with all of her books, a ton of other podcast guest appearances and articles she's written all included. It's a really great resource if any of this spoke to you. I encourage you to go check it out. It's at Ange Anderson Therapeutic. I'm going to spell her name real quick for you. It's A-N-G-E, Ange and then Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, therapeutic.co.uk. It's a great website. Thank you so much to Anne for coming on. Thank you to the patrons for supporting this podcast. Remember that you can join us at patreon.com slash neurodiverging, access ad-free versions of this podcast, get lots of resources included, and support our low-income clients. And thank you so much for being here. Please remember, we are all in this together. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.